Oh, Nasun. It's pretty obvious we're approaching D-Day, our departure day. So it's good to have a broad view of our practice during these last few days of the retreat, but of course, looking ahead as well. And it's inevitable and it's not at all inappropriate for us to want to evaluate our practice. We're not here for no reason. We don't practice for no reason. We're practicing for purposes. And it's perfectly reasonable to see whether our purpose, our motivation, our aspirations are being fulfilled or not. And if they're not, might as well find something else to practice. But as we do so, there are some fundamental, really critical distinctions to be made. And that is when we ask of ourselves or when you report to me in our weekly meetings how your practice is going, it's very easy to be focusing on how it went, how the practice, and that is how it arose up to meet you. Was your mind agitated? Was your mind dull? Were you feeling anger? Were you feeling sadness, anxiety? In other words, to report on your nyam. But bear in mind, you can be way up at stage six, which is you're really, you're quite an adept meditator by the time you're at stage six. And that's when the time you're doing the deepest dredging and you can have lust coming up and lethargy coming up and depression coming up. And so at that point on stage six, if you have some of these classic deep dredging nyam, you might say, oh, my practice is terrible. My practice is terrible. In fact, it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It needs to dredge right down to the depths. So you remove those last veils, you can move on to seven, eight, nine, and then it's pretty smooth sailing. So we have two things going on here in the dance, in the dance of shamatha. And that is, what is our motivation? What is the intelligence? What is the, just the presence, the, the quality that we're bringing to the practice? And then what's rising to meet us? How does your body feel? How does your body feel? Is your digestion good or bad? By the way, mine was a, you're back. Welcome. Yeah. And mine was one day of just kind of knocked out. And then this morning, much better. Energy's coming back. So it seems to be quite brief, whatever it was. And so there it is. But we can't control that kind of thing. So whether that was a nyam or just something I ate or who knows what. I mean, who really cares? Um, but there it is. So the nyam arise. They come and go. They come and go. And if we evaluate, if we decide this is how well I'm doing, depending on how the nyam arise from day to day to day, very superficial. It's not helpful. I mean, superficial is kind of a judgmental statement, but it's not helpful. And it's not accurate. And it's not illuminating. Right? But rather, whatever's coming up, whether your digestion is good or bad, whether you're feeling just inexplicably lethargic and dull and heavy and sleepy, that can happen for a very good practitioner. All kinds of factors are coming in from the weather, the health, imprints from past lives, who knows what, you know, it's so complex. And so as we evaluate our practice from day to day, session to session, if we simply see, given that these were the nyama arising, this is how I responded. This is how I recalled the practices. This is how I implemented the practices. This was my motivation. If you evaluate on the basis of that, that that's really something. That's really something. That matters. That means something. Right. So if one has just one lucky day after another, but your whole motivation is kind of diminishing. You're taking it more casually and casually, but it's going really well, but your motivation is getting casual, casual, casual. I see your practice is going downhill. Yeah, but the nyam are so good. If all you want is nyam, then smoke marijuana. Really nice nyam, right? And that is not a recommendation to smoke marijuana. Some of you are looking for just waiting for me. Ah, oh, <laughs> I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> 
So, so, so much for shamatha. And of course, that's just here. Now, when we venture back into more socially engaged, active ways of life, what's going to rise up to meet us? How noisy is going to be environment? What was the last encounter with a human being? What are the things that life is throwing at you? And overall, we have almost no control over that. So all we can control is what are we bringing to the situation, to the day, to the session itself? How much sanity can we bring? How much of a sense of ease, a sense of inner calm and centeredness, of clarity, can we bring to the situation, whatever life is dishing up? Whether it's internally in terms of the nyam, and whether it's externally in terms of the weather and the noise of the environment and all the stuff that's happening in life, almost n- we have almost no control over any of that. So to evaluate our practice based upon things over which we have no control doesn't really make any sense. right? And then it comes to the four immeasurables as we're really thinking about venturing out of this retreat. One, oh, just so many things over which we have almost no control. And that is, how do others treat us? Let alone, how's the economy doing? And how, how are the neighbors? And how, you know, how are the people in the workplace? We have almost no control, even in our own homes. How much control do we really have over, or even want to have, over how our spouses treat us, our children, our family, our friends, and so forth? We probably, you know, if we're saying we don't want to control them, and so, and of course, even if we want to, we can't. So it's a good idea not to want to control them. But over that, we, once again, we have no control. But sometimes people behave or appear to us or behave towards us in very agreeable ways, very pleasant ways, in which case they arise as a really pleasant it, inv- inviting attachment and clinging, craving. Right? Or we could respond with loving kindness and mudita, empathetic joy. And sometimes people treat us really badly. Or they appear to be really disagreeable. They're, they're grumpy, they're ugly, they're nasty, they're, they're selfish, they're short-sighted, they're insensitive. And then it's so easy to respond now that they're arising as an unpleasant it with, I don't like those people. I'll do my best to avoid those people. Or we can respond with compassion or equanimity. So that's all that we really can control. It's not how other people treat us and not how the nyam arise from day to day, session to session. But in terms of the methods of shamatha, how, what are we bringing to the situation? In terms of our engagement with other people, what are we bringing to these interrelationships? That's something we have control over. So control, can control, control, control. And so all, I think everything I've said, I believe, makes good sense. And, on the other hand, when you're doing this, and let's do it right now before we jump in, but just right now with, without moving, just... Rest your awareness in awareness itself, just for a moment. The whole notion of control vanishes when you're right in the practice. In our little five-second awareness of awareness, did you have a sense of controlling something, anything whatsoever? And I kind of doubt it. And that's shamatha. And likewise, when you're engaging with another person in your heart, just is flowing with loving kindness and sincere affection. You care about them. You want them to be happy. Or you see they're suffering, they're struggling, and you want them to be free of suffering. Does any notion of control come up? Even the word doesn't arise. So that's interesting, isn't it? That on the one hand, we talk about control, 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 and yet when we're right in the midst of the practice, the whole notion of control vanishes. That's wonderful. So, let's practice. 
because there's really nothing better to do.